We're in? Lovely. Welcome to the pod. I don't even have a name for this yet. I'm here with really? my boy. Oh, wow. I have my boy, Zach Vandergrift. If I get lucky, maybe it could be the Dylan Zach pod. Oh, shit. Yeah. You like that chair? I do like the chair. That's very... Uh, dude, I was searching for many different chairs. It's a good fit. It's a good small size. Is it expensive? No, it was like 80 bucks. Okay, nice. Yeah. Um, before you tell your, your bomb story, yeah. happy new year. We were supposed to do oh, this last week. Lydia also could yes. not come. You're Jewish? Yeah. Wow. She hit me, she hit me with, uh, I forget that not everyone's Jewish. Because <laughs> she was like, I can't Well, come. in New York, I don't blame you, honestly. I, 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 I'm Dylan O'Keefe. I got nothing. Yeah. Nothing in the Jewish department. You got a little Jewish look to you. <laughs> do I? You got a little schnauzer on you. I do, I do. <laughs> My high school girlfriend said I had a schnoz. And yep. I was, it was the first time I learned... That I like had a big nose. Okay, was that moment, and I like remember looking in the mirror when she left. I was like, "What the fuck?" But it's a fitting nose. Oh, thanks. Which I don't know if that means you have a big face, but I feel like it. I got a huge it does head. Well, okay. I like to ask my Jewish friends this question: Please. Did you were you bar mitzvah? Yes. What was your theme? Rap. <laughs> fuck yeah. Yeah. It was. Really? I sent out a music video to "Let's Get It Started." Um, was it "Let's Get Retarded"? But I, I, I've been thinking because it was lately. a time that there it, was definitely a time, yeah, um, where that was totally okay. That was probably too. on the radio. <laughs> yeah, <I was> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, no, "Let's Get It Started" was probably the radio version of probably, this. but like "Let's Get Retarded" was just fine. It was a banger. Yeah. So I had that. I was dribbling a basketball, and then it cuts to me spray painting, fake spray painting, <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah, like be there, and then me saying be like, there. see ya. <laughs> Yeah. It's pretty cool. Did you a lot rap? of black people showed up to my bar mitzvah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Well, it is Atlanta. It was Atlanta, yeah. That's what I was, was going to get to growing up in Atlanta. Yes. I grew um, up in Atlanta. Did you rap at your bar mitzvah, though? No. I, uh, I was just obsessed with rap. I didn't rap until later in my life. I have three songs in the queue, but I haven't released them, and I'm an incredible freestyler. Oh, shit. Yeah. We might have to drop a beat. Yeah, it's that. been a while. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um nice thank you uh, i would like to hear about this bomb though before this episode started i said did you do on mics today and you said you went to west side comedy club and had an epic bomb yeah it was bad can you bomb in an open mic i think so what i happened? think i bomb harder than anybody else i know when it comes to open mics i beg to differ okay thank you yeah um i love you in my corner <laughs> <laughs> what it was just give people were giving you nothing uh i was i was getting laughs but i think it was out of like sheer like this is were you running new shit yeah, okay. there's a lot of it. When we run bits at the end, I want to hear the, what you were going for. It's <laughs> <laughs> really I, not I, good. Dude, I've only had... Because at Westside, too, it's very dark. Sure. The only time I've... Like, I've bombed before with new material, and then I'm just like, all right, whatever. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel bad. I don't feel weird. I'm like, whatever. The only time I've, like, really eaten shit was I did a back-to-back -back at Sesh. Okay. And on the first one, I ran this story that took the whole five minutes. Sure. And it was like, I knew it wasn't going well, but I just like stuck to my fucking guns. And yeah. then when it was over, I asked another comic, because he was kind of giving me a look, and I was like, was, were people laughing because it was funny? Or, and he was like, buddy. <laughs> Nobody was laughing because it was good. Okay? And he kind of like hurts. burst my bubble because yeah. I, I had hope. Yeah, You know what I course. mean? So then the second one, I was like, now I really got nothing. Okay. And I just kept, I think I was like super caffeinated too, so I was sure. like jittery. And I almost fucking jumped off stage. Really? I literally, um, I was like, dude, I always just see you do well. Stay in it. Plug. It was bad, dude. I, I had, yeah, I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> Catch him this was a mic. legitimate fucking nightmare, though. Okay. And, like, uh, I love hearing those stories. At one point, <laughs> just goes, oh my god, <laughs> and I was like, fuck, dude, I'm sorry. That's brutal. Yeah, it was tough. I like felt that was one where I then I YouTubed 
bomb stories mm-hmm. and i was just like it, it's part of the process yeah, dude yeah. it's part of, like i heard like my favorite one was ray romano said like he used to work on cruise ships mm-hmm. and um like some I, I don't know what he did. he was being ray romano and someone was like really dirty and he followed it and just like fucking ate shit sure. just like nothing for like 30 minutes that's and i was like, thinking about that the other day of like how there are some headliners and feature acts that like people not ray romano but like people will go to a club just because they're like, oh, I want to see comedy. They don't know who the guy is. And then they're not, he's not good, nor is he their style. And it's just 45, 50 minutes of like literally eating shit. Like that has to happen. Happens all the time. Which is part of the game. Part of the game, dude. Yeah. Part of the fucking game. And uh, he was saying, he was like, a cruise ship is a really bad place to bomb. Sure. Because when you bomb, you could leave and go home. Yeah. When you're on a cruise ship, you're you stuck see at everyone. sea with these people. Yeah. And it's like he said that he was like turning a corner and he heard like people coming this way and they were just like, that one comic was just like so terrible. He was like so bad. And then they like met in the corner and it was like a really tight cruise yeah. corridor and they had to like pass each other like this, oh, like nose God, to nose. And brutal. he was just like, it's a fucking nightmare. I do uh, Aruba every now and again. I have a nice little in there. And um, really? it's do, a club yeah. in Aruba? A club. In Aruba, <laughs> shout out Aruba Rays. And I every time I go, I bomb like so badly. And you still have the in, and I still have the in because me and the Booker are close. And um, I every single time, it's one I'm up against killers, but two, it's like specific killers. It's like older Bostonian. Um, not cruise ship, but like family oriented, just like a very uh, tailored style. And then I'm like, who's coming on their mom? <laughs> and it's bad. I yeah. had one guy who was like, that's well, amazing. Was, you stick to your guns. Yeah. Well, you don't, I don't have a, you don't have a rotation of just like, I'm giving them these jokes. Uh, next time I go, I think I will. Yeah. But the times that I've gone before, I was too new. Okay. And it was, it's one of those things where it's like, these are my best jokes. So I would rather bomb with my best stuff than, which doesn't really make that much sense, but then do poorly with new stuff and show that I'm, or like not as good of stuff and be like, yeah, sorry. I thought that's what they wanted, right. but it sucked. Right. So I know what you mean. So I did I that know. in uh, I did that in Harlem. Did I ever tell you about that? Kate? No, please, dude. From the Buddha Festival, I okay. won a spot at <laughs> nice. Comedy in Harlem. Second place, by the way. Thank you. It's pretty big. Second yes, place. Thank you. That was fun. That's where I met you. Yeah, at a different one. At the no, we met at the Buddha Fest. At, at the, the Buddha, yeah, yeah, yeah. at the, at the uh, Sammys, yeah. Um, I win, I win this spot, and I was like, "Is this a prize or a punishment?" Mm-hmm. Right, because it's comedy in Harlem. I'm like, this is my first time doing like the black room, sure. right? So I go and do an open mic there. I the first time I go up, I, I'm like the sixth comic up, okay. and I'm like the only white dude in Wait, the room. Wait, an open mic? I went to an open mic oh, just to, to get prep. comfortable okay. in the space. Sure. I was like, let me just get comfortable. Smart. I go up and I riff for like fucking three minutes about being like the white guy in they the room, and it's like they're loving it. Sure. I do a couple jokes, I get out of there, and I'm like, dude, you're gonna fucking nail yeah. this shit. I so then I also do some research. I go on their Instagram and like there was a video and it was like, "Yo, where my Puerto Ricans at? Make some noise. Where my Dominicans at? Make some noise. Where my Black people at? Make some noise." So I was like, "Okay, it's a diverse crowd. Sure. There's Puerto Ricans there. I'm one quarter Puerto Rican. Oh, hello. So I write all these jokes uh-huh. about being a quarter Puerto Rican. I yeah. show up to the gig. There's not one fucking Puerto Rican. There's not Why one were they saying Latino that? person. It was from a video of another show. Oh, For whatever okay. reason, there wasn't one Latino person in the crowd. It was all black people over the age of 55 <laughs> years old. And I was like, I'm so fucked right now. I was doing 12 minutes. Oof. I was like, that's a long time. Yeah, you can And then feel the that. guy goes, who are you? 
<laughs> and I was like, um, Dylan O'Keefe, like I, 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 I like won this. And he's like, oh, yeah, I heard you were. All right, you can go up first. Wow. And I was like, fucking Jesus Christ, dude. So the host goes up, does like 15 minutes of straight. Is that the guy that said, who are yeah. you? Okay. 15 minutes of crowd work. Is he black? He's black and oh he's boy. destroying. Sure. And he's just going around the room. He's doing crowd work and he's he's got them lit as fuck. As yeah. soon as I hit the stage, I was like, I am, like, I just felt what the whole. What was your opener? My opener <laughs> was. Here in Puerto Rican? What was my opener? I think it was the wedding. I talked about weddings. Okay. I think I talked about my own wedding. Yeah. Dude, I do like the Spain story, Daddy's Back. Sure. And they were like, nope. And I was like, dude, if that punchline didn't work, they were... Dude, also, the lights were on. Okay. <laughs> so it was like, I could see everybody, yeah, which didn't help. Yeah, that's tough. The microphone wasn't loud. I felt like I was giving a speech in a cafeteria. Mm. And nobody wanted me to be there. No, that sounds brutal. So then I go to... um, And they're I, honest, too. They're very honest. The blacks. 12, <laughs> 12 minutes is a very long time. I switched to crowd work. I go, I'm like, okay, we well got some, I got some levity here. Mm-hmm. I kind of was like, I could read what's fucking happening here. Let me talk to the crowd a little bit. I go into my first joke that was about like being sober at a bachelor party about strip clubs. And when I hit the punchline, I heard someone in the back go, ooh, child, no. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm fucked. Yeah, that's tough. And then I made it to my time and then I got the fuck out of there. Okay. I, I've never run out of a club the before. The lights on. That's crazy. Lights were on. And the lights are apparently always on. So you could see the audience on. members? Yeah, I could okay. see them. Okay. I could see them all looking Racist. at me like, who is this fucking right. loser? It was tough. That is tough. I'm sorry for that. But then my next gig was uh, in Long Beach mm-hmm. and I had the best oh, time Katie's? ever. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Gig. And then I was like, all the resistance I felt mm-hmm. from that fucking bomb i was like now i'm smooth sailing over here there's just there's too many highs and too many lows in this biz and at this level it's like there's a lot more lows than highs right now so many more lows yeah. it's that's why i did i i was like doing the mic and i was doing new because i was like i'm a god i'm so good <laughs> i've been getting decent shows lately and i've been doing new there and i've just been ripping and i'm like this is how i need to just do everything i need to write on stage and then i just had nothing and i was like i should see that's quit. what writing on stage gets you when you just hit a fucking dead end mm-hmm. and you're like oh i'm officially out of shit yes that's when i that's that's a that's the bomb i know well i know that bomb it's well. a hurtful bomb um i do want to ask you this your opening joke is always about being a bouncer no not anymore but it was it was is yeah that a real that was based in truth that was based in truth what fucking idiot hired you to be a bouncer. I know, it was pretty crazy. I literally <laughs> applied to be a bartender and they said, no, but you can be a bouncer. Where was it? It was in Atlanta. Okay. Well, what was the, was it a bar, a club? It was a bar. Was it, did you have to bounce? Did you take the job? Yeah, I took the job and a guy threw me across the oh, room. Oh, that's real. Yeah, that's real. What was the, what was the, what was the fight? Was like a fight broke out? It wasn't a fight, did but you it was. Did break it up? I, I could see you just being so bad at trying to break up well, a fight. I ran to get the bigger security guard. <laughs> <laughs> upon being thrown. And he, uh, I, I was like, you can't come in because it was like, I, I don't I was like a bouncer for a door that wasn't accessible to people. So I was just there to say, you, you can't the kitchen. come in here. You were the kitchen. Essentially, yeah. And I was <laughs> You were manning the kitchen. I was really having a fun time, and then I would always get in trouble because I would be like talking to people, and I was like, well, I, like, you can't be on your phone. You can't talk to people. You can't do anything. And I'm like, if they can't come in, why can't I just talk to them? And so then I got fired. But all of that being said, <laughs> I wasn't letting this guy in after I told him after he came out, like, hey, you won't be able to enter through here. I was like, yeah, yeah I got you. Right. Tries to get back in. I say, no. And then he 
opens the door. I stand in front of it. He picks me up and launches me. Damn. Yeah. How old are you? 23, maybe okay. 24. Yeah. That's fucking funny, dude. Only job I've ever had. Really? Yeah, more or less. You've never had another job? <laughs> for the most part, yeah. You said this the other day, and you were working on a bit about looking for work. I am looking for work. How have you never had a job? Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> my dad's got a little kashish lined up, which oh. helps. My girlfriend has a full-time job, um, and I... Uh, yeah, that's where a lot of the self hatred comes in. I've really, <laughs> I've really been looking lately. Okay, um, and so yeah, I'm, you work, you bust your ass with comedy. I do bust my ass with comedy, but it can only get you so far. It sucks because I'm. It's going to derail things, but I really get hey, in buddy, my head. Do what you got to do about how much free time I have and how I'm not big. And so any time that I don't have a show, I feel awful because I don't have the excuse of like. Oh, I could be working, or I could be hanging, or I could be doing. Like when you have infinite time, everything you, you is have a failure. Too much time. I have too much time, and therefore I'm failing at every moment that I'm doing something because I should that's be doing a, a little bit more. That's a little bit harsh. It's a little harsh. Yeah, you bring it in the green, the green chairs. It's a little harsh. Yeah. It, okay. <laughs> yeah, it does pay Stephanie, and you can make an appointment next week. Please pay your copay. That's a little harsh. But <laughs> it's a big one. But, you do, you but know, I feel that way. I've, yeah, 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 yeah. I do get it. But I just started working as a host. That's okay. my new thing at a restaurant. Yes. Nice. What, Thank like you. 20 hours a week? 10 uh, hours a week? Nine. Five hours a week? Nine. Uh, <laughs> One hour a which week? Which is a bit steep. <laughs> <laughs> but it's baby steps. And But at the same time, I almost want to get a full-time job now. Let me ask you this. Could you not work it forever if you wanted to? Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Dude, but fucking don't awful. work. Like, don't no, work. Th see, I... Just don't work. I want to put a poll up if I should work. But like, it's... Why? Well, I've lived my life up to this point being like I shouldn't work. There's no point in it because it would just be a waste. It would literally get in the way of doing comedy. Right. But then on the other end, I've heard people say when they are unemployed for like a month, they get nothing done. They can't They can't even like cook or work out or do it. Not that I do any of those things. But like they can't do simple tasks outside of work because they don't have the work giving them the structure that's I, needed for other stuff. Dude, I would – what about content? Get in the fucking content game. Yeah. I hate content. We all do, but we need it. I know. I'm doing it now. I'm backing it. I'm fi I just started a vlog. Are you doing sketches? I'm not doing sketches. Okay. I just started a vlog. I feel like, like sketch I'm doing is the like, lowest form of comedy. I don't want to do sketch. Sketch sucks. I don't want to do sketch. I don't, I don't like being... I, I like being myself. Yeah. I do like... I love playing characters in improv, I will oh, say. Really? I really love playing characters. <laughs> what character um, do you like to play? I slip into women a lot. Really? Yes. Do, I do you have a good in, voice? Yeah. I could do... Oh, singing wise, or just like oh, in a girl just in voice? general? Yeah, it just depends. Voice. Like it's a character. Like I played. I just auditioned for UCB. Mm -hmm. I did not get a callback, but Sorry I did the audition. I fucking crush it in the inter. Did in you the, go in as a woman? I played a woman, yeah, because nice. I wanted to throw him a fucking curveball. And <laughs> I, I can feel myself sweating. I just need to wipe this really. You need quickly. a little towel. Uh, that would be great. You want him a peanut? Well, this is the hypochondria in me. Once I start feeling, Lydia, can you that grab him a peanut from? Sweat, it's I it's unsolved. unless I mention it then I'm totally fine. I know what that is. I know you, I know it's, Thank you. We got my penis, dude. You know what a my penis? No. You're about to it's basically a dish towel. Okay. But we call it my penis. <laughs> like a fighter. Yeah. Yeah, dude, take a round, take a load off. Dude. Yeah, please. take some water. I'm, I'm going to finish my UCB story. It's a rough story. day. I apologize <laughs> for all of this. It's unusable. I hate improv. Do you? I really do. Why? I, uh, well, I'm not good at it. <laughs> That's the main reason. But it's, I hate giving control to somebody else and then having to adapt to that. And then, that is it. 
What yeah. is that? That is that can that's, be a, that can be a, a fucking thing. nightmare. Yeah. That could be a nightmare. And uh, I've taken a class once, and I just hated it. Hated the people. Hated yeah. the instructor. Hated the lessons. Well, left lesson like uh, levels one and two. It's a lot of like. Zip zap zap. Zip zap zap, but also like, you know, why are you taking improv? And they're like, I am a lawyer <laughs> yeah. and I'm just really nervous all the time and I want to like up. learn how to loosen up. And I was like, yeah. she's going to be fun to improvise with. Yeah. I did I did a uh, class with a fucking father and son it's one time. It's always someone that's like, well, I've made my friends laugh a good bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a lot of improv. I had a father and son combo. Uh-huh. They were father and son. And the father would come out and do like sex bits. Okay. And we were everyone would just be like, yo, this is crazy. And I was in a scene with him one time in a supermarket and he literally randomly pulled a gun on me like Michael Scott in the office. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He literally did that. And it was like, it's not like he knew that scene. Sure. You know what I mean? This is like an old man literally just being Michael Scott. <laughs> and I was like, this is kind of funny now. What did his son do? His son was pretty funny. Okay. He was like 17 years old, though. Interesting. Yeah. Did you couldn't, he force you his couldn't son to do it? You could fucking pay me to do an improv class with my father. That sounds brutal. What's your dad like? Uh, borderline on the spectrum. Oh, me too. Really? Yeah. We think he is d- undiagnosed. Okay. Um, yeah. I actually just got a picture of my phone was over here. He Can doesn't know how it? to smile. Yeah, I want to diagnose him on the spot. Um, he doesn't know how to smile. He smiles like this. If you're like, all right, smile. He's like, <laughs> it's crazy. Well, you're a handsome chap though. Oh, thank you. You're I think welcome. it comes from my Puerto Rican side. I was, um, those, those hot Latino. Expecting blood. more of a, uh, reciprocation there but you know <laughs> i'm sorry were we not that i deserved That's it but fault. just because you were like oh thank you it, it sounded like you were <laughs> extending it i we the green chairs we don't give them out too easy here oh, okay that's good I'll, to know i'll hit you when you least expect it next well, time I, you go down i'll pick I you up with a good hot on one. camera but uh but come to a show i'm, I'm quite flattering to see you're great on stage oh thank you you are great on stage i really all appreciate this, all that. this low self-esteem hate self-hatred stuff i was gonna say i was gonna ask you are you a therapy guy yeah. Yeah, you go therapy mm-hmm. actively? Mm-hmm. You like it? No. Sometimes I do, and but most of the time I feel like I'm just wasting money, yeah. uh, which is not mine, but still <laughs> wasted What am I fucking looking for here? Oh, my parents went to the, uh, here you go, bad radio. They went to the Stephen Colbert. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's an oddest right? if I've ever seen one. Yeah, baby, come on. Um, he just looks very... Is he from the Midwest? No, he's from Queens. Really? Wow. Yeah, born okay. and raised in Flushing. Interesting. He's just um, a weird cat. He has a very weird family. Is that your mom's back? No. Okay. She, I think my mom took the picture. Oh, nice. Yeah, just for the camera. There you go. Um, you have the same therapist that you've always worked with? No. I had a therapist uh, when I was 15. Okay. And this is where I wanted to start. I want the episode to start right now. Okay. I had a therapist when I was 15. By the way, you look so good today. In what way? Like how attractive you are. Oh, I was thank bringing, you. I was calling that back oh. for you because you wanted to... God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Anywho, take two. Take two. I started therapy when I was 15. Dude, by the way, you look so good right now. Oh my God, thank you so much. I what? just threw this on. Wow, that's amazing. I actually almost always wear white and black, but I thought, let me spice it up for the camera today. You look fantastic. I actually started to get anxiety throwing this on because I'm like, I don't wear colors. And so I feel like I'm trying to be somebody that I'm not. Even though when I'm wearing the white and black, I feel like I'm tailoring myself to be somebody who right. I don't have to be. So so you started therapy at 15, huh? I started therapy at 15. <laughs> <laughs> and it was uh, it was needed. I have like really obsessive thoughts. Okay. Um, and which has been happening for a while now. And I had... So when I was in seventh grade, 
I had an obsessive thought about one of my best friends that he was trying to get with a girl that I really liked. Okay. And I had no basis for this other than the fact that they rode the same bus. Mm. So I was like, if you don't love her, why do you live close to her? And uh, <laughs> that's okay. It's a pretty good. That's a pretty good call thought. Out. Thank you. That's a pretty good one. I see it. <laughs> and he had no counter for it. So I was like, okay, so there is yeah, something there. Right. And they would ride the bus. I would text him every day. Who are you sitting next to? I, I was very shameless in how much I wanted to know if there was something there and I couldn't stop thinking about it. I mean, I destroyed my social life just to figure this out. It was, it was all consuming. And then I started seeing a therapist a few years later, not even because of that, but that, you know, gave right. rise to suspicion. And then I had, you know, a little bit of a, a little bit of a tough relation with the stepmom. Okay. And then the parents were like, okay, you got to do something about this. So then I started seeing a therapist that was all fine and dandy. Then I took an edible when I was 18, lost my mind. <laughs> I mean, absolutely went ballistic. I, I was with my girlfriend at the time. Um, we both started freaking out to calm us down. She said, let's have sex. I couldn't. Oh, I was saying this at the... Maybe I wasn't. Was this but, your Virginia story? Uh, no. Okay, okay. First time I was 15. But uh, second off, thank you. <laughs> I used to be a king back in the day, but now I'm <laughs> a mere peasant. What but, came uh, first, virginity or therapy? They both were at 15. Um, Probably Did therapy. Did you bang your Shout therapist, therapist, you fucking dog? <laughs> yeah, was a, he was good. <laughs> yeah, uh, nice. He was, he was really good. Um, that's what I was paying extra for. But he was, <laughs> he was a nice guy. But um, I was, uh, I took an edible, uh, couldn't get hard, freaked out about that. But I was also, the reason why I couldn't get hard is because I was obsessing about this guy, not the best friend, but this other guy. And just like he like ignored me one day and I really right. couldn't get out of my mind. And then I just really lost it for like several months. Like that was the only thing I thought about for, Damn. yeah, like quite literally 98% of my day was thinking about that. Thinking about the guy that negged you? Thinking about the guy that negged me. And then the fact that I You're couldn't get hard comic, while I was bro. thinking about him. And then those two things just propelled me into a state of chaos Damn. for years to come currently. Okay. Yeah. What, what, and here we are. <laughs> That's and now we're here. Yeah, more in my less. apartment. For the, yeah, just catapulted. <laughs> <laughs> we skipped so many. Here years. we are, flaccid and obsessing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, but well, then you no, went to. It's, it's really you not eventually got years. over it. No. Well, yes, but it's been um, it's been like replaced with just a different obsession. How do you? What's your obsession now? I can't say. Okay, that's fine. But I want to say <laughs> you could you could not say if you want. Okay, I'm a penis right next to you. If you got to wipe some sweat, <laughs> I don't want to pressure you. Thank you. You don't have to share anything you don't want to share. I appreciate that. I don't understand what a camera is. Before we go there, <laughs> before we go there, and I think that's why I can't get hard, honestly. <laughs> um. So you're 18. Yeah. Do you get over the? You go to college. I go to college freaking out, like legitimately scared shitless. It's the only thing I can think about. And it's like, it's so tough because I'm like, you, are you talking to a therapist? Any? No, that was the issue. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, so you're just so, internalizing. I'm internalizing and like self working it out, self flagellating, and just really uh, like feeling so isolated in my thoughts that I didn't want a therapist to know. I didn't want my parents to know. I just wanted to. Like figure it out myself, so I could be like, "Oh, that was crazy. What happened?" But it's it was a blip, right? And then it wasn't a blip. Are you it diagnosed was... with OCD? Yeah. Okay. Which, like, who knows what that actually means? Because you can't truly 
like take a test for it. It's just like your word of Listen, saying. Listen, I don't want to put happen. words in your mouth, buddy, but you've thought about the same thing for just months. Of yeah, no, it, it, it's very real. Well, I was self-diagnosed for a I'm no psychologist, long time. but it kind of sounds like OCD, pal. Which is pretty funny because I'm a hypochondriac. I love you with so all my heart. I appreciate that. And you look good today. And my dad has OCD, so it'd yeah. be shocking for me not to. But um, but yeah, no, just really destroyed my life. Um, but what can you do? You know, you, you bomb at a mic here and there and you get over it. That's, dude, that's what I was going to say. Do you ever stay in the thought of, like, mics? Or it's like you fixate on one thing and, like, a bomb at a mic doesn't stay with you? Um, or is, like, that bomb now your new fixation? Uh, usually it's just I stay with one thing. And a lot of the time <clears> that I will bomb, not always, but often, it's because I was thinking about something that's getting in my head. So I'm not present and I'm, like, very robotic and very... Whatever, and then I hate that feeling. It's such a shitty feeling. I hate that feeling of just saying the words. Mm-hmm. I hate, and it's like the, but that's also like I feel like almost like a protection thing for myself because I'm like, so. you guys aren't really liking me right now, mm-hmm. so I'm just gonna tell the fucking jokes, and like hopefully that laugh opens up a door again that I could poke my body through. Well, and if I do poorly because of that, I have the excuse of well, I wasn't present. How could I have done well? So interesting. That's a big thing in my um, life. But yeah, that's I, I don't think about the bombs. I definitely take a bomb to heart for like a day. Yeah. But then I won't obsess about it beyond the day. But I, like for that day, it really affects me. Nice. Yeah. Do you take meds for OCD? I just started. Oh wow. Yeah. Congrats. Mazel. Thank you. It's fine. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Did you ever take Adderall? Yeah, I take Concerta every day. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Does that help? I don't know. Dude, I help with what? You? Um, I think it strengthens and weakens me, okay. but it's tough because like I don't have a job, so I feel like the it's like misplaced focus. I know what you mean. Oh, not Company. sure who that is. <laughs> My therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I used to take Vyvanse. Okay, in grad school, I took Vyvanse for a little bit. Um, took Adderall in college, but just like bought for my friends. Mm-hmm. Like we all do, right? Sure. We all do that. <clears throat> and then uh, when I went to grad school, I was like, there's no way I'm going to grad school without my own prescription. I need that. Mm. So then I went to, my mom was like, if you're getting tested for that, you're going to a real neurologist. Okay. And I was like, all right, fine. So I go to this fucking neurologist and I take the ADD tests and they like put like, it's like a brain scan. But then they also do like a fucking like attention span thing. You may have done this before where it's like you're sitting in front of a computer for like 30 minutes mm-hmm. and like colors pop up with like the word in it and yeah. it's you're supposed to like hit the space bar there's a moment it's like when the if it's going to be like green and then a green color and then the let the word green sure and then it would be like red with like the word blue and okay. when it's green green when the when it matches up you hit the space bar uh-huh. so i'm like locked in yeah. and i'm just like fucking blue blue and i'm like fucking yellow yellow and then i realize i'm like oh this is an attention thing I gotta miss. I gotta miss a few of these. Oh. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to get. Fucking, oh, right. yeah. I'm trying to get drugs. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I gotta miss. So I just started like missing a bunch, <laughs> and I just was like, I just was like, I'm gonna do a full minute with I when I don't hit anything. Right. And then the woman comes in. She's like, "You really seem to have struggled with that, huh?" I was like, "Yeah, it was so hard. Like it was. I couldn't." And she's like, "I was just like, I just couldn't focus." Yeah. And then I I got fucking Vyvanse. Wow. Took it all through okay. grad school. Started my clinical rotations in my last year. Mm-hmm. So it's just working. Sure. And I was like, I don't want to fucking rely on this when I'm working. In the real in the real world, like I don't want this 
I don't want this shit. You know what I mean? Because Vyvanse would make me fucking nuts, dude. Mm-hmm. And I would crash so hard at the end of the day. Mm, yep. So I went off Vyvanse for months, and I was like feeling good. Mm. Then I had to take my board exam, okay. which is like the hardest fucking test of your life kind of thing. And I was, I don't know how you ever studied, but I was a big... I'm going to never go to class and just figure everything out. Mm, Give me 24 hours and all the material and some fucking Vyvanse and I will get a fucking 95. Like, that's just how I roll. Where'd you go to college? University of Delaware undergrad. And then the College of Staten Island for grad school, baby. CUNY system. College of Staten Island Island Dolphins. Okay. You ever see a dolphin on Staten Island? <laughs> I really wanted to. I thought you were gonna nail that, I really dude. You're so good at improv. I've never um, tried to make a dolphin. I want that. Um, I was about to do it, but I was like, I know fun. it's not gonna come out. Can I hear yours? <laughs> oh, that's decent. That was yeah. pretty good, right? Yeah, that was Thanks. not bad. Um, that was the dolphin chant. But anyway, <laughs> um, so I'm studying for these. I have 30 days. Okay. I give because it's like everyone's like you can't cram right for like the biggest exam of your life. It's like all the material of three years. Sure. So I was like, I had 30. Were you missing class? No, it was, I graduated. Oh, okay. You graduate, then you take the board mm. exam. So almost on my own, I'm living back at my parents' house. I lived on Saturday and I moved back to my parents' house. I'm in my childhood bedroom. Loser. I have 30 days <laughs> to fucking study for this test. Uh-huh. And I'm just in my childhood bedroom slamming fucking <laughs> Vyvanse for the first time in like six months. Yeah. And I'm like really bored. So I'm smoking my weed pen. Okay. And I'm just in my childhood bedroom going legitimately insane. Sure. I had like multiple mental breakdowns i at one point convinced myself i had schizophrenia wow because it runs in my family and i was like lost my fucking mind Mm -hmm. and then like a week before the exam i was like i these drugs are making me fucking crazy i need to take this test cold turkey okay so it was the the first test i ever took without vivance was my board exam and seven days i was just like talking to myself like fucking nuts but i've never taken vivance since wow congrats and you feel better yeah dude i mean Sometimes I wish I could just take one and just like write all the jokes I've ever mm. wrote in my phone notes, you know? Why don't you? Because that's one of those slippery slopes. Slippery slope. You're a sober guy, aren't you? Yeah. You don't dabble. Nope. But you do dabble in some stuff. Yeah. What do you dabble in? Shrooms. That's it? Mm-hmm. That's your one thing? Yeah, for the most part. You don't smoke any, well, you had that edible experience. Yeah, you? it's tough. Well, Have you s- ever returned to weed? I uh, yeah, I'll smoke like once every three months. Okay, I would say. And oh my god, I was, I was the guy in high school. I really was. <laughs> I was getting Even with, with all women. those fucking crazy thoughts in your head. It, it was before that was oh. the thing. Is that it's completely changed my life. But I was I was great with women. I was great with smoking. I was great with school. I just had it all figured out. And then I took that goddamn edible and I lost everything. Wow. I lost it. What was the fucking milligram dosage? A hundred. Oh, good yeah. lord! Yeah, that'll, that'll actually do it to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. That'll be that'll clinical. Permanent, permanent damage. Yeah. So wow. I haven't been able to smoke since, but I, I smoked like all throughout my freshman year, just chasing the high and the person that I was. Got addicted to Xanax. Oof. Loved me some Xannies. Never, and then, never taken it. I was too scared. I thought I would like it way too much. Yeah, you probably would. They, it, they were sick. Very enjoyable. Yeah. Um, and then I just had to quit that cold turkey. Uh, so did you drink? Yeah. Problem or not really? No, I, I would just get anxious when I would drink. I would drink on Xanax. Mm. That would be better. But Maybe you can answer this for me because uh, 
Xanax was prevalent with the kids in my fraternity. Mm-hmm. And I remember a kid being one time just being like, dude, taking Xanax and drinking is the fucking best, bro. Like, you literally take some bars and you only need like three drinks to just black the fuck out. Yeah. And I was just like, why is that a brag? <laughs> why did you just brag that? You well, know what I mean? Because I'm like, you're like, and then I would see him at a party. He would have like, we would be pre gaming yeah. and he'd be like blacked out of the pre game. <laughs> I'm like, dude, we still got like nine hours to go, dude. You ruined it for it's, yourself. The bar culture is very weird. But I will say there's basically no hangover and you do mm. like you do feel like you're having more fun because like you don't have you don't anxiety. Like well, my thing. Yeah, no, that is true. When you actually see videos, you're like, OK, you're a zombie. Right. But you feel incredible. OK. So it's a weird cognitive dissonance. But I do think that I like Xanax in particular because I never like drinking. And so whenever I drank, I would get more anxious. But when I would take Xanax, I would get less anxious. And that was finally a good feeling. OK. Yeah. Interesting. Thank you. You're hot. Anyway, um, I was going to ask you what the what your worst job you ever had was, but you've only had one. So moving on. Well, I did work for my dad <laughs> once upon a time. What does your dad do for a living? He's an entrepreneur. Oh, that's fucking cool. What was Thank his latest preneur? Um, entrees? No. Entrees. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be right back. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go puke in the bathroom. Uh, I, uh, I don't know. I really don't talk to him. He just oh. makes money and then gives it to me. <laughs> Was... um. Is Atlanta a cool place to grow up? Atlanta is a cool place. I really like Atlanta. I'll probably move back there, honestly. Yeah, yeah I think so. And, the, and when? They have a Next comedy month, scene? maybe. Just, I need to get out of here. Really? I don't know. I just... The, the thing is, is that... The better I get here, the more angry I become with where I'm at in the scene. But, dude. Because I'm an entitled piece of shit. I think that's the big yeah. thing. Yeah. You don't work, you entitled piece of shit. I know. That's what I'm saying. Grind it out. I know. You're but going up. Too. I'm going up, but I also, I'm like, if I was anywhere else, I'd be in such a good place. But here, you're just eating shit at Mike's all the time, and then you're, you know, not getting also, conversation. I don't know. Where, where would be the next. It's a grass is always greener, isn't it? The grass is obviously always greener. Atlanta would be nice, um, even though it'd feel weird going back. But Chicago, maybe Austin, maybe and Nashville, maybe those are my big three that Nashville. I'm Nashville. They got a comedy scene. Okay, fine. Austin and Chicago, maybe Boston though. Let me ask you this: How long have you been a comic now? Two and a half years. What do you want? What do you want? Super Bowl? I want the world. I you really do. Stay in it. I'm not saying I'm quitting. I'm right. just saying I want a different path, maybe. A different scene. Yeah. I, res- I can respect a different scene. Because it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I totally get the beginning is you think you're better than you are, and you need to do mics, you need to build up that spine, you need to realize what your voice is, how much time you really have. But then once you kind of figure that out, and you realize, oh, I could do well for 20. Like, I could definitely cover, and then just really tighten that set, and then replace over time. Do you start to wonder what are you doing when you're right. only getting five and it's that I that is I because it's like you that you're so limited in the time that you get mm-hmm. that you're mainly doing old because right. you don't want to risk not doing as well we, or I have no clue what see you. I have no clue what it's like to do well in 20. You know right. what I mean? That's true. Or if you were in another place and you could do that consistently once a fucking month. You know what I mean? It's, it's like I'm not even asking a lot. It's no. Like once a month. I'm asking very little. Yeah. 
I'm all, I'm honestly probably asking too much because I have been getting more spots as of late, and now I want to move and get more spots now more than ever. Really? So, yeah. Are you doing well on those spots? I am doing well, yeah. Come on. I bomb harder than anybody I know in mics, but I do as good as the best of them with you the shows. You don't bomb harder than anyone. We come I'm up on. there. We see some fucked up yeah, shit up there, bro. Yeah, we see some fucked up shit. But there's, but there's a difference. We between, see some real fucked up shit. There's dude. a difference between somebody bombing who has nothing and somebody bombing because they brought their polished stuff, wanting to get a laugh. Which I feel like is always my downfall. Is it's too ridden, and then when I bring it up, it's like, what is it? Why no, is that's it too much self hatred? It could be. That's way too much because nah, that's just not it. I know. I need to love myself more. You do, I I'm, love yourself. I'm dying more. nowadays. Yeah, dude. It's love tough. yourself more. Damn. Um, I was gonna say this. <laughs> On to the next. When was the last time you felt real joy? And then the other opposite of this question is, when was the last time you got real pissed off? You seem like a real even keeled guy. Really? Do you have a Do you have a strong range of emotions? No. Do you get angry? Um internally okay i would say every now and again i'll get angry like really let something out but mm. it's not too often but it's definitely bottling okay because i don't have any outlet i don't drink i don't smoke i don't get hard maybe, so a, tri- maybe a tribal scream <laughs> a tribal scream Dude, would be fantastic one of the greatest places ever to get the fucking anger out mm-hmm. city biking in new york city mm. i will cross i will i will be like i'm the worst of the worst when it comes to this but it's my therapy Please. now I will be city biking. I will be going the wrong way up the street. I will cross a crosswalk when I'm not supposed to. And an old woman will be like, hey, are you kidding me? And I'll turn around and go, fuck you. Uh, that's great. And it feels so, and yeah. I'm 100% wrong. <laughs> and it and it's just. But it feels so right. It feels so good. I got that. To just put that I mean, into the universe. People on city bikes are relentless. Yeah. Dude, I mean, I've gotten in, I'm not even kidding, 10 plus verbal altercations on city bikes electric or electric i can okay. always zoom away nice they can never catch me yeah that's huge um but i've had people like pull up and i'm in a car and i'm getting a screaming match with them a lot of times i'm not even kidding it yeah. ends with a laugh oh wow a lot of times it ends with a laugh oh, that's great because it's just like two it's usually a man in the car yeah and it's usually just two men fucking frustrated with sure. their lives yeah just really letting it loose on each other mm-hmm. and then there's just a mutual like all right buddy go fuck yourself i'll see you later you know oh, what i mean great. and it feels fantastic that is a lot of new york is there's a lot of shared anger that yeah. people can relate to it's fine um but the oh i do want to start working out more that's a big that helps. Thing. Yeah. Physical therapy, that's a big you gotta work out. I know. You gotta let the juices out. Do dude. you do you have a good workout routine? That's the biggest thing stopping me. I have a personal trainer. Oh wow. I, I force myself to go to because Where? it's an expense that I don't really want to expense. Mm-hmm. But like if I don't go to him, I like will fall into work like bad habits and sure. like won't go for like weeks at a time. How much is he? It's like 90 a session. Okay. Like I buy it in bulk though. Interesting. So I buy it at like a 20 pack. Wow. Um, And it's great, dude. And this guy just fucking like kicks my fucking ass and it feels fantastic. Okay. I'm just like. Is it like a different thing every time? Yeah. Interesting. Every time. Different different shit oh i'm looking i need that structure of same like four different days i can, I can write you a program right now please yeah, I, I would you. greatly appreciate that easily write your program okay because dude it is uh i get that 
Emily Emily was dealing with that. She was like sick last week and she was like feeling all fucked up and I was like, you gotta get to the gym and just... Mm. Dude, because when you're in the gym, you, you fucking release the endorphins yeah. and shit and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's my thing is that like, oh, on the one hand, I'm like, I do want time and, and to not have a job and just write a lot, work out, get on a good eating schedule, see the sun, just like live a healthy life but then on the other end i'm like i feel like if i had a nine to five i would be more incentivized to write during that job because <laughs> you're fucking stupid dude you're gonna get a job to write during the job yeah <laughs> come on I, i've heard that people are way more productive when they have a job than well when i'll say this i have a job that it's like like very much like service driven. Mm -hmm. It's like, I need to see this person to take their money. Sure. You know what I mean? But like, so all of my working hours are like, I'm working. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I don't have downtime, but I was talking with uh, like, uh, and he works at fucking Amazon. And I was like, and I was talking to another comic and I was like in a 40 hour work week, like how many hours are you really working? He was like, Eight exactly. So I, those do exist. My mind, my reaction was intense because I don't have that life. So <laughs> do your thing, but well, so it's tough because it's like I, I don't know which um, would be the smart path to take. But then I also, uh, I mean, this, I, I hate to be dumping this, but this has really been going on in my life lately. Dude, but this is what it's all about. Okay, thank you. Yeah. I just I don't know if that would be a fool's errand because then I'm you know waking up earlier and I'm miserable for eight hours a day, which you know wouldn't be too drastic of a change but like i just i don't know what to do but at least when i'm but at least i'm miserable and i'm like watching tv or something i'm not do you stay you stay in your apartment then uh i i walk a lot but i mean during the winter i definitely stay in my apartment what if you became just a as someone who works mm -hmm. i'm so Flex. in the camp of like don't work mm. i'm like just don't but i don't know if you realize how much it helps you I could feel, I could see that. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. Um, but I would just be like, before you go get a nine to five, mm -hmm. what if you tried like leaving your house every day at 830, mm -hmm. like you were going to right. work that, so and that's, go to the, a coffee shop mm -hmm. and sit in the same, your office yeah. and you sit there for three hours till 12 and you like lock your fucking phone away in mm -hmm. a box and you don't look at your phone for like three hours and you just fucking sit there and write. And then at 12 to 1, you go get some lunch and you go for a walk in the park. Then you go to your next spot and you sit there till 4. Then you go run some mics. The issue is I'm obsessed with chess. Mm. So that, yeah. Okay. That can get in the way of things. What would be harder to give up, my friend? Please. Concerta mm -hmm. or chess? Chess. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, really? Yeah. It would be harder to give up chess? I think so. Really? How many chess games do you play a day? Uh, well, I have a time limit on it now so i can only play four. Oh, okay yeah how much is that how much time is that in a day 20 minutes 20 minutes a pop no 40 minutes sorry in total in total so keep playing chess yeah it's not bad okay let me put that in the schedule that's, that's what gets me what is it i have to watch chess videos <laughs> <laughs> it's a compulsion okay you can you what's harder to give up chess or chess videos like learning strategy? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, not really learning strategy, but uh, watching previous games of like Grandmasters. Uh, I'm thinking that I'm I don't, I don't know what it. to do with that one, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, all of this being said, I. Well, I have something in my nose. Do you need a tissue? Do you mind if I. No problem. And we're back. And okay. we're back. Oh, wow. 
Okay. Um, so I, one, I don't know what to do with the jobs. But then two, and this is, I think, the bigger concern with my life right now, which I don't consciously feel, but somebody pointed out to me recently. I have no financial sovereignty or independence. And Thank therefore, you for dumbing that down for me. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you calculating. <laughs> the, the root appreciate, is appreciate you. I'm surrounded by books, but it's Harry Potter, dude. It's the seventh grade reading level. I can't read. That's um, a big... We're uh, going to get to that, but yeah, you got to finish. Um, and so I feel like it really... Like, one, I have no incentive to get a job because I'm taken care of. Right. Because, like, why would I work? I, right. I'm making more money than if I got a shitty job right now. But I also feel guilty about all the money that I do spend because none of it's mine. And then I also have no sense of like pride and um, I don't want to say self-worth, but like nothing that I have is mine technically. Sure. Which is a very jarring thing. Yeah, Um, I get that. And so a part of me wants a job also so I can just one, have the... um, not the confidence, but like the assurance that like anything that I have is mine. But then in addition to that, I also would feel like a human. Because right now I'm kind of a slave, a very rich slave, but like a slave nonetheless. <laughs> and so I just feel like um, it's very hard to like to navigate through life when your life is kind of planned out via somebody else and... Well, it's I, not like planned have, out. It's, it's not just planned out. it's just paid for by somebody else. It's paid for, and everything that I do, it doesn't have to go through my dad. But it's essentially like I'm, I'm only doing something because I know he's okay with it. I'm like literally a child, sure, in a man's body, a very strong, <laughs> it's very strong, fucking hot man. man's body. Thank you. A nice red shirt. So, so um, that's been tripping me up lately, and um, and so I kind of want a job for that purpose, and to make a little kashish, and I just think that I would maybe do better comedically if I didn't have all this time to stress about what I'm not doing, and I have like this job that I hate, so I can only focus on what I want to be doing. Listen, I'll say this. Yeah, I would always be in the camp of don't work, mm-hmm. but it sounds like you, you want you really. Sounds like you got your mind made up. A little bit. It's getting there. So fucking do it. But I just started hosting. Oh, so you got it. And you want to quit? Well, I'm a day (laughs) in. Wait, what? I'm a day in. How was your first shift, buddy? It was training. Oh, okay. So. You're just like seeing people in a restaurant? Yeah, more. Yeah, more or less. Um, Is it a cool restaurant? Yeah, it's a strip house. Strip house? Mm Mm-hmm. Lydia knows that place? Nice. Really? Oh, great to know. It's too many layers. <laughs> it's not Dang. that many chocolate. That's yeah. a, I'm excited for that too. Well, so but so you're gonna the, get you're gonna get material out of this. The alternative is I kind of want to do what you were saying of like I keep my host job, but I do which starts at eleven, but I wake up at eight thirty, and then I do. I either work out or I go to write or right. I work out after. And so like I fill my day from eight to five with being productive, whether it's work or eating or working out or getting sunlight or anything. And then I do whatever I would do after five when a normal job would end. Hell yeah. So do it, bro. That's I, I understand. I know what you're saying. I do really understand the feeling of having too much time. Yeah. That's a very, uh, 
that's a big procrastination kind of. Mm-hmm. It's like I got so much time. What do I even do with it? Where do yeah, I, I don't begin? need to write right now. And I was very diligent for a year of I would write all the time. And yeah, I, I feel like become, you write a lot of shit. I definitely write a lot. That's the thing about that I'm always jealous of that I have a full time job. My mm-hmm. thing is like, damn, if I wasn't working, mm-hmm. I would come up with I would have that's so much thinks, more yeah. material. I think that you get more material than you think from having a job because you have like shower thoughts because you're not thinking about material so right. then rams i'm always thinking what's funny so my material isn't even like based in logic or reality it's like how can i make this funny and i'm just like in a dark room scribbling nonsense until i think of something and then it's like meta right so and i think i'm a good writer but i also think that it's hurt me in the long run of i haven't figured out who i am on stage because i've just figured out who my writing voice is on stage like a lot of my bits come from things when i'm in the environment Mm -hmm. and i'm like talking to someone and if something happens and i'm like oh this is i've got to write this down Mm, okay i mean yeah um so i get a lot of my shit through conversation rarely Rarely do I ever am I just sitting around doing fucking nothing. If you sat me in front of a uh, a desk and like a piece of paper and you, you were just like come up with bits, wow, I would just putz. Oh, around. so you would you would be like I need like you would have nothing without a job then. I guess so. Unless you're going to be socializing, it would, in the yeah. City. I like now though. I'm at a place where I'm like the extra time would be cool. Mm. You know? See, I'm the exact opposite. I used to think I can't have a job because I need to be writing. Now I'm gaining more confidence on stage, having more fun, being present for once, and like actually able to flesh out. Like you know how when you. I mean, you're not really like a huge writer. You're such an improv guy. But you know how when you're starting out, you're writing so much and like you. Um, you're saying it in a cadence that's like written, like it's very clearly. I can see what you're saying, but I don't okay, resonate because yes. I don't write jokes. So I would do that, <clears throat> and it wouldn't go well because it was so clearly written. Now I can do the same joke, but I can deliver it naturally, yeah. and it will go so much better. And so now I can take the writing and put my voice in, and I can take old bits and put my voice in, nice, and just like figure out stuff. Like I have more confidence that I could live a life now rather than like Anne Frank wasn't a good writer. The original question was, when was the last time you felt joy? And just on the tangent, we went, I'm going to say a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, probably when I was tripping, honestly, oh, cool. which is so Recently? sad. Um, three months ago. Okay. Maybe two months. Um, but I, but I think that I'm very hard on myself and I I don't recognize when something is going well. Like there are a lot of times that I'm not seeing the bigger picture. I was talking to somebody about this the other day that like, I'm anxious a lot and I think I have an anxiety problem. Which, like, isn't crazy to say. Like, that's very obvious. But I also manage my anxiety very well in the sense of I dealt with it for so long that I can have a full-on conversation with myself about nonsense while I'm talking to you and you wouldn't know, which I've kind of been doing a little bit. But (laughs) I think that that – and so on the one hand, I'm like, oh, I have it under control. But then on the other hand, I'm like, but that's not normal and that's an issue. But then I'm like, if it's not affecting your life in the sense of like, I'm not like, I can still talk and I can do whatever, then I shouldn't make a bigger deal out of it. But 
it is affecting my life in terms of the amount of happiness. So I'm always in this yin yang yeah. of like how much. And so just in terms of like happiness and joy, there are times where like I will be really happy, but it's very fleeting. And then I'll, I won't count that because it's surrounded by angst and internal obsessions. Interesting. Yeah. That's a lot. How often are you happy or joyful? A decent amount. Wow. Yeah, I see that. But I'm also... I have very highs and lows. Mm. Like I can get real. I feel like that's why I say you feel very even keeled. Okay, yeah. Or maybe you internalize a lot of your lows. Yep. But the most time you kind of hold this mm-hmm. like real steady yeah. persona versus me. Like I could be like in like a joyful, giddy, like I'm having a fucking blast. But then I can just be like deeply sad okay. and, I, but I, and I know it mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I'm just, this is where I'm at today. And I'm just going to fucking keep trucking along. And I know tomorrow's a new day. Oh, that's great. But I'm a big... I fear for tomorrow. No, I'm a big, like, just get me to tomorrow. I'll be okay. Because Emily, my wife, is a very bubbly person. Mm-hmm. So sometimes she'll be like, you're really in a, you're really in a mood right now. And I'm just like, I, I, she's like, why can't you just be happy? Oh. And the, and like, right now. Yeah. And I'm just like, there's just... I'm just like, it's just where I'm at right now. Yeah. Like, I need the day. Is it a thought or is it a feeling? It is... Um, it's a it's a full body mm, feeling. It is yeah. not a thought. Okay. It is not a thought. It's a full body feeling. Mine starts with a thought, then it becomes a feeling. Yeah, probably it starts with a thought. Um, but it's based in like not being where I want to be potentially mm-hmm. in life. Mm. But then it always comes back down to like, well, the only way you can get to that place, buddy, is just keep going. Yeah. So just shut the fuck I know, up. I know. Like I'm I a know. big dude. Emily thinks I'm a psychopath because I have this like 52 hour. Uh, Spotify playlist. I didn't make it. It existed already. It would sure. be psychotic if I made this. But it's just like self help bros, just like f- ex football players that are motivational speakers, uh-huh. like speaking over like Hans Zimmer fucking scores. <laughs> and they're just like, you're just going to fucking. And it's like that. And I will just go to the gym and just listen to that on fucking repeat. Oh, nice. And uh, it just snaps me out of it mm-hmm. because it's like it's so easy to fall into those traps. But I'm like, literally the only, I'm like, and then I do like a gratitude thing. And I'm like, dude, look how far you've come. You know, it's like stand, you always want to do stand up. You're too pussy to go do it. Look, you're doing it now. Look, you're crushing. Look, you've killed before. Look, you, you've done all the things. Yeah. So just fucking keep going. Dude, there's, I'll say this. This is a very nice compliment I'm about to give you. There's a few people in, in the open mic world that I'm like, if you just keep going, you're going to get somewhere and you're one of them. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate yeah. that. I genuinely feel that. There's Who people. else do you feel that? We'll bleep it. Uh. Sure. I'm like, if this kid just keeps going, he'll make yeah, it. Um, who else is there? It's a short list. Oh, nice. <laughs> no, That's even better. Um, he's just, I've, I actually talked to him about this before. I was talking to him about just like being, like we're always, because he started posting clips and stuff and I was telling him, I was like, I could just fucking be a piece of shit to myself sometimes and then I'm just like, dude, like, it was never really the fame that you were chasing. It was really just like going on stage and killing. Mm-hmm. You know, the feeling that I was chasing, like fame would be cool and sure. I want to get fucking paid. Like that's obviously what I'm going for. But like I've gone on stage in front of over a hundred people and like made them have a really fucking good time several feeling. times. Yeah. And I'm like, you did the thing. Mm-hmm. You just have to keep doing the thing and you'll you'll get somewhere. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. That, that's kind of my mindset of just like You've done like you've killed as like I maybe could figure out ways to kill even fucking harder. Mm-hmm. Like I've you know, I thought I'm like I've been to the stand before on the Saturday night show and like been sitting in the crowd 
and like knows what that feels like. And I'm like, I know I've given this feeling right to other people before. Um, and that's like the main stage. You know what I mean? I've also seen uh, one of the hardest fucking kills I've ever seen. I saw Shane Gillis did a pop in at the stand. Mm-hmm. And then, oh God, what's his fucking name? The short, bald, like 50 year old Jack dude. Oh, Aaron Berg. Aaron Berg came in and just started doing crowd work, and uh-huh. it was the funniest so funny. fucking shit I have ever. Like, people were like, he just didn't stop. Yeah. And I was like, this is a different level. He cracks me up. Yeah, it was a different level of. Uh, killing so yeah. then i was like oh okay there's right. I'm like nowhere but no but he is truly in the exception column sure. as well like even people that are big names i've seen bomb or just do decently yeah. where i'm like i know you were trying i must say this because i wanted to get your take on it Please. are you a um how you feel about taylor swift i hate her really yeah Lydia, are, you, are you swifty it's a harsh word Sure. Right. Okay, I respect her a lot as an artist too. Yeah. Okay, but you see, um, she's dating Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the Jets played the. I'm a Jets fan. I'm fucking fortunately. Sorry to hear. And it. they were playing the Sunday night game, and it's like I don't really watch. I, w- I wouldn't watch them at one or four o'clock, but I'm like I'm going to bed. I don't really watch a lot of TV. We don't. You know what I mean? Well, there's no TV here. I pull I'm it out. Jealous. I pull oh, it out, and I was like, I'm just going to put the game on because it's going to be like good fucking background noise. Me and Emily will just like fucking fuck around on top sure. of it, blah, blah. When I tell you that it was the, it was the Chiefs versus the Jets, Travis mm-hmm. Kelsey's on the Chiefs, uh, Travis Kelsey is recently dating Taylor Swift, it was, a, they turned Sunday Night Football into the a Taylor full-blown Swift Taylor Swift show. And there was an opening done by like some fucking The Voice... Uh, like one of those like E News, you know, mm-hmm. like a daytime fucking oh, okay. talk yeah, show yeah. guy was like, "Welcome to Sunday Night Football, Swifties!" Like, welcome to, and he was doing this whole thing, That's and I was crazy. like on Twitter looking at shit, and it was like, "Someone please tell me that fucking whatever his name was didn't just mansplain what football was to like all the Taylor Swifties that are like now watching this game." Yeah, that's wild. They immediately the first thing they're like, it's, it goes to some woman on the field, and it's like, "There's a buzz in the air at the Jets Chiefs game. Taylor Swift is in the building," and I'm like, "Why are the fuck are we talking about Taylor Swift at the Jets?" Game right now, Sunday Night Football. They are panning I to her, her for that. constantly, yeah. constantly. Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. and she knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. I'm, me and Emily are, are bullshitting, and I'm like, Taylor Swift is so fucking fake, dude. Like, it's all just this publicity Thank shit. You. And she's like, No, no, no. Like, no, this is this is real. Like, it's just maybe she's just no. This was her argument. She goes, Maybe they've been dating for a really long time, and they like behind the scenes, and they finally were like gonna kind of like come public with it mm-hmm. and she's just like wants to go to her boyfriend's football game because like that's a thing that people do sure. and they're making her you know what I mean like they're kind of doing mm-hmm. this to her I right. was like okay that's a fair argument first touchdown by the Chiefs happens like fucking clockwork boom first thing it goes to Taylor Swift after the touchdown yeah. she gives her friend a hug mm-hmm. it goes to commercial break the first commercial up is Taylor Swift's movie. Wow. I was like, this shit is scripted. Yeah, that's insane. The hug insane. was scripted, and then Emily recanted all of her. She's like, I take it back. She's full of shit. She sucks, okay? And then there was one other thing I have to say about it. They're like, the commentators are like football guys. Mm-hmm. They're used to talking football shit. In the middle of the game, in the middle of the fucking game, we're in the third quarter now, we're still talking about Taylor Swift. Chris Collingsworth, who's one of the announcers, just goes... 
You know, it's great to see Taylor Swift at the game. I know we've been talking about her, but like I saw one of the greatest images I have ever seen recently. You know, Taylor Swift, she uh, she always has to drive in like bulletproof cars and she's big about privacy. But her and Travis Kelsey left the game last week from Kansas City leaving in a convertible. Isn't that just one of the most beautiful things you've ever seen? I'm like, what the fuck yeah, that's are insane. we talking about right now? I love celebrity culture. You and, do? Yeah, I really do. I in look a, up- an ironic way? Uh, a little bit. Uh, part of me loves the fact uh, this is celebrity and attractiveness that like people can't fathom a celebrity or a hot person doing a normal thing or an ugly thing. Okay. Explore, like, explore more. Of like somebody being nice to like a, a waiter or something okay. like that's like like when they of, when they do that it's like a big thing when they do that it's like because they don't need to okay <laughs> <laughs> which i do kind of believe but um, <laughs> but uh but i i do think that there's there's a little bit of like um whenever uh, this okay so with hot people i feel like whenever a hot person has a quality other than being hot it's like really highlighted highlighted of like you won't believe this they're also smart or they're also nice or they're also funny and it's like well yeah it's not like you had to work on the hot right but i do get that if you're hot you will neglect other stuff you can be hot and just hot yes oh you definitely can but the bar for it for how impressive it is to have any other quality is so low. Right. Which always fascinates me. Yeah. Uh, and I was not that attractive as a kid. I think I've really grown in my own, which is <laughs> well, why. you murdered in high school. I, yeah, I was, but I wasn't even that good looking. What was, what was the secret then? I just had the chat. Oh, okay. You had the riz. Well, so I was, um, I went to a uh, private school. Naturally. And, uh, and then I got kicked out. Ooh, bad boy. Yeah, I was a bad boy. Ooh. That was a bad I bet boy. that got a lot of street cred. So then I went to an all-Jewish high school. Okay. And I was like the guy. I'm like, <laughs> I'm way too good for you Jews. <laughs> and they loved it. They really ate it up. So Wait, Did you have to wear a yarmulke? No. Oh, okay. It was very reform. But but everybody came from like a feeder school. So they all knew each other, and they were this insular community. And I'm just like this bad boy strolling in. And right. Cleaned Murdered. up. Murdered. But um, I look up Pete Davidson, Drake, and um, sometimes Tom Brady. But mainly Pete Davidson, Drake every day. You look That's at my them? search, yeah. I like to see what Pete Davidson is doing, and I want to see when Drake's dropping new music. Well, you like Drake because you're, you're like rap. Yes. Okay. Pete Davidson? Pete, I'm fascinated with Pete Davidson. Because it's um, he's just ugly, and he he's... What is he up to? What is the ins and outs of Pete Davidson's life? It's not much. It's in? a lot of dating. Oh, that's you saying you love celebrity culture. Yeah, I love celebrity culture. Um, mainly Pete. Okay. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> um, are you a spooky season guy? No. Well, what does that mean? Too much anxiety? <laughs> <laughs> when is spooky season not happening? For- <laughs> <laughs> no. um, spooky season's always in season. What is spooky season? Like we're in October, and like you know, you watch scary movies and mm. go to a haunted house, and no, you eat fucking. But I do love October. I love, I love October decorations, yes. and I love fall, and I love um, like the ambiance. I love like dimly lit ambient mm. lighting. Yeah, I'm with that. No, That's I, my favorite I really thing. do love that. Um, any ever encounters with like the with like a ghost or anything? No, never. You? Yeah, once. Really, it's my grandma. She said, what's up? 
Long story short. Your sh- grandma was the ghost. Yeah. Okay. And it was really sick. It was a it was a touching moment. She uh I was in when I was in grad school, I like I a lot of self hatred. Mm-hmm. I was like, why I, this was my my plan B was to become a physical therapist. God. My plan A was I'm going to be a comic. Mm. But I was like, I can't be a comic because I won't make any money, so I need something to hold myself sure. up. So I went to I went and got a doctorate degree as my backup plan. And by the end, I was like, I fucking hate this. I don't want to be a physical therapist. I went through seven years of school, blah, 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 That's a lot of self-hatred. Finished school. I'm just like, I do go to graduation. Mm-hmm. I'm like pissed off. I was like the, the angry person in my class. Like I was like just... I would sit in the back. I'll just be like, this is fucking bullshit. I don't want to be here anymore because it, it just took way too fucking long. Um, graduate, come home, go out to lunch with my whole family. I'm just like a miserable fuck at fucking lunch. Go to um, my house. Emily got me a trip to the Bahamas mm. as a graduation gift. Sure. And we're packing up. Say, hey, what's up to Jazzy girl? Jazzy girl. Um, we're packing up. I had been reading Harry Potter mm-hmm. and the Sorcerer's Stone during finals to like get myself through, sure. you know? And I think I had like 50 pages left or something. We're packing for the Bahamas. Mind you, I haven't read these books in like 15 years, but mm-hmm. I was like, I need a comfort thing and yeah. I grabbed Harry Potter. So I'm like packing. I was Are like, Are you a good reader? Not really. Okay. I was like, that's why I'm reading Harry Potter at 28 years old. Um, so I was like, let me, should I grab the Chamber of Secrets to bring to the Bahamas because I'm going to finish the Sorcerer's Stone? Are you going to really read that much? Like you're going to be in the Bahamas? Fuck it. Grab the Chamber of Secrets, okay, and uh, bring it, okay? So I grabbed Chamber of Secrets. I probably haven't touched it in 15 years. The day I graduated, my grandmother was one of the reasons I went into physical therapy because, like, she was old, and I like taking care of her and shit. I like taking care of old people. Mm-hmm. I open the Chamber of Secrets, okay, and there is a letter from my grandma in it, and I yeah. open the letter, and it said, hey, just wanted to let you know that I've been thinking of you. Miss you, love you, grandma. Wow. And I was like, Damn. And I still have that letter. So that was like a, uh, I told that story at Eastville the other day and the lights flickered. It didn't happen here today. <laughs> and you thought <laughs> they, that was For the her? record, they were flickering all night, but it, <laughs> on the punchline, they flickered. <laughs> but you feel like that was... That was, I very much was like, I just got a message. That it was wow. like, good job, uh-huh. just keep going. Okay. Yeah. It was a big, like, full circle moment because I was literally in such a fucking place and then, like that, I got that letter from my grandma, and I was like, "That's crazy." Hmm. So that was my that was my spooky season. That's story. good. That's my spooky season story. Um, can we work through some bits? Sure. Can't trust the deli anymore. No. These are just these are loose premises, yeah. by the way. Um, but I, it's based on a story of. I'll just give you the true story. I was at Black Cat. Didn't get called in the first round, so I was like, "I'm Tough. gonna go get a fucking sandwich." I, there's only one deli close. Mm-hmm. And everything else is further away. And it had weird reviews. It was like a 3.2 on Google. And I was like, fuck it. I'm in a pinch. I'm doing it. So I go. And uh, I walk into this deli. And it reeks of weed. Mm. Like, so bad. Okay. And there's a guy behind the counter. And I'm like, hey, bro, can you make a sandwich? And he looked at me. Like, I must be fucking dumb as shit to order a sandwich. He's like, yeah, we can do a sandwich. <laughs> and he's like, you don't want weed, though? And I like the, the premise is like, the joke is like, delis are just like weed dealers now. And they right. don't even serve as delis anymore. Like, the bodega in New York City was like, is like compromised. You know right. what I mean? Where he was like, he made this. And I had a vicious stomach ache. And I was like, why did I eat that sandwich? It's funny. Something there? Yeah, I think there's deli something there. I mean, I don't know how... Much I'm associating um, bodegas with like weed shops, 
But okay. if that is true, then that's very funny. Well, that's the thing. It's like you can't trust the deli anymore because it's like Why? some you go in, you go in, and it's a bodega mm-hmm. and it's good shit. But the other, you go into like what you look is a fucking deli and it's just oh, a weed deal. Okay. You got a bit? Any bits? Do you want to work on yours a little bit? Oh, you, yeah. I, I mean, that was ready for MSG, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, that is funny, though. Um, that Can't trust the deli. It's all, you know, it's like, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get a sandwich mm-hmm. and, and now it's just a weed dealer. Right. And the, and the deli's guy is like, I'm not a sandwich maker. I'm a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, but you're standing in front of the baloney. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's right. Well, um, that's interesting. I feel like that's more of a bit than what you usually do. You're more of a story guy. I'm trying to sh- sh- get more bits. Oh, okay. Wow. Because I'm I, trying to get more stories. See? Yeah. I'm trying to get way more bits. Okay. Because I am a story guy. And I'm just like... Uh, I think you're good at stories, too. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're great at bits. Thank you. See, I reciprocated that time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> um, the only way through is through. <laughs> dude, you're going to think of that shit now. Well. Um, I don't even know what else. would See, this is my room where I run out. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just like, cool, that has legs. Yeah. And now I'm just like, now I'm just going to go riff on stage. And right. just, and just suffer with that for two months. And in two months, I'll have the rest of it. Wow. That's I never I, see you suffering. Maybe one time. You, th- you throw that my way, but I, I think it's maybe not suffering. Yeah. But I've, I do poorly. Okay. You know? I've seen you do poorly once. Uh, when was it? Sash. Yeah. Push, you know. I think it was that a back-to-back? I think so. It was recently. Mm-hmm. I, re- I remember. <laughs> uh, sadly, I don't have much more on that. Yeah, I don't I, have I want either. to. That's but. fine. I think it's finished, dude. What do you got? <laughs> okay. I think there's um, no more because I, I, it's killed into the ground. There's nothing left. Uh, I mean, I do think it's probably close to being done. Sure. Honestly. Like, the, the foundation is definitely there. It's got legs. Um, okay, I got three things for you. Fuck yeah. So, the first thing is I, um, I lose things all the time. And... I hate this joke because it never works, but I like the idea of if you were to watch me in my place, it would look like I like looking for my things more than I like having them. I like that. Thank you. Um, And so I and my girlfriend always knows where all of my things are. So I'm starting to think she might be the one hiding them. This is very. Yeah. Okay. Um, And I kind of want to kill her, but uh, (laughs) I don't know where the knives are. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so that's the first part. The second part is she never locks the door when she leaves. Um, I, I don't think she cares about any of our stuff. And like for all I know, she's just going out on the street being like, hey, there's free stuff in there. Go crazy. Yeah, there's like a twang hanging out in the corner, but don't mind him. He's not going to stop you. Um, and the only time that she locks the door is when she's in the place. So she's afraid that she's the stuff that's going to get taken. <laughs> uh, so whenever she's over, I'm just texting my friends like, hey, there's a free person here. <laughs> trying to protect myself. So that's the first bet. Like it. Um, okay. That feels very tight. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, it's because I write. I just, I make sure it's, even if it's not good, it's tight. Yeah. It's still tight. I, I can't go more than one sentence without either it being a setup or a punch. Really? Yeah. I, so. I could go in droves, baby. <laughs> yeah, but when you have the energy, it doesn't matter. Sure. Okay, so that's bit one. Bit two is also kind of fleshed out. Bit three is loose. That's the one we're really correct. But the, the second one that's been working lately and is very new to my style, which is nice. It's more storyish. I was in a very rural part of the country recently, and I saw this very attractive girl there. 
And my first thought was, oh, no, she's been kidnapped. <laughs> because I'm like, if you're super hot, you need to be in the big city <laughs> doing hot girl things, like getting free drinks and pretending to care about minorities. <laughs> and I feel like it's disrespectful to have like a super hot wife and be like, you know who needs to see this? Poughkeepsie. <laughs> and I feel like the converse is true, too. Every time I'm in the city and I see an ugly person, I'm like, no, no, you got to get to the countryside with the tall grass and the plains hidden from society. So I mixed up the order, but I, in the plains with the tall grass. But yeah, that's that's rock solid. OK, thank you. Wow. That's rock solid. I like I really see, like that. That's bit, so it's, bitty to me. Like, that's so not. Oh, really? No, but it's like I I. It's like the waves of it. Mm. It's just a, it's a beautiful flow. Okay, thank That's you. That's interesting. You said that it's not your usual style. I think it's less so than my other. I'm sure that it's still infused, but I I the wrote origin that. was a story. Well, the origin was me writing on stage and me just like talking this thing out that I didn't write before. I wrote loosely beforehand, but I was like, I'm not going to go on stage and be like, I have to say this followed by this. Right. I was like, this is the idea that hot people need to be in big cities. Ugly people don't. Yeah. So. it's great. Oh, thank you. That's the, um, lovely. Appreciate that. Give me, um, give me that loose shit now. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the loose stuff is I, um, I feel like I have... Um, like a big secret in my life and I I'm like jealous of um, like back in the day people used to be closeted and they would and they they would just like feel like they couldn't be themselves because they were they were secretly gay right and I feel like I'm closeted but I'm not gay so I can't do anything about it because you can't just suck a dick if you're not gay because that's not going <laughs> to solve anything. So that's the first part. The second part is I don't know exactly what the thing is, but I know I'm hiding something from others. And even myself, I don't know what – but I'm like excited to find out whatever I am. And I said that at a mic the other day, and this guy came up to me after, and he was like – uh, I really like that bit about the gay, not gay. I think that the closeted thing that you're struggling with is the fact that you have all this money. And I said, that is funny because I do think that being rich is the new gay of like no one going. wants to admit that they're rich and they kind of hide it and they kind of and gay people are rich and rich people are kind of gay sometimes but like i <laughs> i think that um i think that uh there's there's like shame in being rich nowadays or maybe not rich but coming from money yeah no. so being born wealthy there's a shame in that being born gay there used to be a shame in that Hence why they were closeted. And so nowadays I feel – so I think that the joke is that, one, I'm trying to um, – I'm trying to make that parallel as funny as possible. But then, two, I also think that, like, I I really do feel this thing that's inside of me that I feel shameful of, but I don't know what it is. And maybe I should keep it as, like, I don't know, but I'm excited to find out. Or it would be funny if I'm, like, and then I had an epiphany, I have money. So is it, so what's the truth, though? I don't know. I legitimately don't know. Oh, you know. don't resonate. Because my brain was like, it's because of the money. Oh, my, interesting. My brain. Wow. Okay. Very much so. I mean, the theme of this ep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anything, if I didn't know you then, I know you now. And I'm like, that feels like... 
and you're like, because when it's like, I don't know what the secret is, that's like, you're teasing, like I'm distracted. You, you know just what want I mean? me to say I'm rich. I just want you to say the thing. Oh, okay, I don't, gotcha. I don't want, it's, if it is, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't care that you're rich. Mm-hmm. I don't care. It's like, but I want you to say the thing. That's like an improv thing where people are kind of like, just like dancing around. It's like, oh, I won't tell you what it is though. And right. it's like, no, say the fucking thing now. Say it. Okay. Because it's like, I'm, I'm the, as the listener, I'm like, no, 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 I, I'm, I'm not going to laugh. I mean, you maybe write a joke about, but it's like you're writing a joke about, I don't know. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, yeah, okay. It's a stronger thing if it's like, no, I fucking know how I feel. It's this thing. What do you for think about that? For a long time, I didn't want it to be, but it is, you know what I mean? Right, yeah, like for a long time, I was denying I didn't know what fact. it was, but yeah. then I, you know, I went on my friend's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for helping me work through it, by the way. Hey, what the fuck? Um, what do you think? Like, do you think that could be funny? Yeah, If yeah. it's a reveal of- I think that's a really interesting thing thoughts and premise I've never heard of before okay. that I think very much rings true. There's a lot of weeds in it right now because you're just in like the beginnings sure. of it. But it's very interesting concept of like, you know, everybody was closeting their sexuality, mm-hmm. but now people closet their money. Yeah. And it's like, maybe not our parents' generation. Like I have friends that have like rich parents that like you fucking know in the moment they need mm, you, you know what sure. I mean? But as like the, the, the like kid of a rich kid, mm-hmm. that is like less... Cause it's like nepo baby, yeah, and it's like you want. There's like you know you want you don't want people to think that you're not struggling because like there's struggle right now, sure. You know what I mean. So that's a very um, juicy uh, premise that okay. is that is uh, tr- rings true in today's day as I finish that. Right. <laughs> uh, I I think there's definitely something. Okay, there. thank yeah. you. That's great to know. Definitely. Um, do you want to call it or what do you want I want one more because okay, it's about please. therapy and this is just uh, we have time this is again I'm a loose, sure. I'm a loose cannon when it comes to this stuff um, it's a bit about therapy I'll just again I'll just tell you the true part which is um, Emily was looking at therapists mm-hmm. she wants to start going to therapy so she was like scrolling through like a list of therapists okay. I would make the bit about myself and it would be based in a bit of I'm looking for a new therapist because I was talking to my therapist and we would do phone calls and I was like just going, I was talking about my mommy issues one day and I heard him just doing the dishes <laughs> on the phone. That's and I was so just funny. like, I was like, are you doing the dishes right now? Mm. And he said, don't worry, it's a mindless task. I'm listening to you. And I was like, it's not mindless for me, pal. Like I'm in the <laughs> midst of a fucking breakthrough over here and all I hear is just click clack of your fucking dishes, you piece of shit. So I don't work with this guy anymore. That is the first part of the bit, needs work, whatever. That's funny. The true, the, the, so Emily, so I would, I would make it about myself. Emily's scrolling through all the bios of these therapists mm-hmm. and she finds one that she likes. She's like, oh my God, this woman is great. This woman seems cool. She's like reading her bio. She's got a cool bio. And then the last thing she says is, and just so you know, I love Disney. Mm. I could talk about Disney all day. Oh boy. I love Disney. <laughs> and I will. <laughs> and, and I, yeah. So it's like, she just went on this like long tear right. of Disney and the, the bit would be like, you know, I don't, you know, people are Disney adults. A lot of people give them shit. You want to fuck it. Everyone's got their vice. If that's your thing, I got no problem with it. You could be a Disney adult. You can be a Disney therapist. You can't be my therapist, though. Right. Is the bit. I like that. Yeah. So I, I'm about to pee my pants. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. That's the first step. Yeah. The end of the bit is basically just like, um, you know, if her bio was like, you know, this could be another fucking leg of it where it was like, if her bio was like, I love 
sunsets and um, playing ping pong with my husband and Disney World and happy hour. No, it's fine. But like the emphasis on how much she loves Disney, it's like you can't be my... Wait, what was the last sentence of the bio? Um, I love Disney. Yeah. I could talk about Disney all day. Which is, it's like a therapist shouldn't say that. A therapist shouldn't say they could talk about Disney all day. It's like, we got my problems. We're not talking about Disney all day. I do think, I mean, one, that's obviously inherently funny. Right. You could definitely go through what a therapist session would be like with that as she's trying to put Disney stuff in. Like, that reminds me. That's real. I was watching this movie about this woman who had a stepmom that she hated. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Like, do Disney references. And all of her therapy advice is through the lens of Minnie Mouse. (laughs) It's like slightly anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do anti-Semitism well at all. I don't pull it off. Can't do it. No, I'm saying because Walt Disney. Is um. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll take the first bit. I'll leave the and I'll leave the second bit. I appreciate that. That's our app. Thank you, Zach Vandegrift. You got a show coming up soon? Um. Yes. October. Yeah. Where is it? Sweet. Right, but that's did, uh, what's the show that you produce? Red Control. That's coming up. So oh, thank you. Um, you have the one coming up. I saw October. Yes. Plug that because that's more. That is uh, that's Saturday, October seventh. Yes. Oh, that's this Saturday. You might still not be able to go to that. So. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> Peace out.